Howdy, partner. Hey, hey, what's up, buddy? Not too much. Getting ready to watch Sunday Night Football. How about you? Same here, watching the Yankees game. Oh, boo. Hopefully, hopefully they lose. I'm hoping. One loss and they're out, right? Yeah, one more loss. Nice, nice. But if, if they win tonight, they go back to New York. So let's hope yeah. they lose. Yeah. Um, love to see that out. It's mm-hmm. been a weird playoffs I've seen. I've seen like pretty much all the really good teams have lost and all the teams that are like mid nineties wins that just squeaked in are just dominating. Yeah. It, it's just, it's going to show what like the, uh, you can't just like buy runs and stuff like that. You have to, you have to put together a complete team. And we've, I think we've seen like what three, games go over like 14 innings or something it's about like uh having the back end bullpen guys do their job and stuff like that and it just and like the dodgers uh and the braves didn't didn't get it done yeah i mean a lot of it's also like as as you think about it um just kind of like getting hot like the nationals a couple of years ago like weren't very good they just got hot at the right times yeah they they won the wild card game on an error yeah right and then and they just then, want to run. Yeah. And it's just like a lot of it doesn't really make sense. You, that's why it's like so much you just need to make the playoffs because once you get into the playoffs, like you never know when a guy like an ace pitcher can just like get – just have a bad day, like have an off night. Mm-hmm. Or a guy gets into a little bit of a slump just right in the middle of the ALCS, like a bit like your best hitter. So it's just like just making the playoffs and then just hoping for – um and just hoping to win a title is kind of your best odds because a lot of times it's not the best team that wins, especially now that there's so many teams that, like, have an opportunity for the playoffs. Exactly, yeah. All right. Um, so the Celtics, I think we only have one game. We only I was going to ask, yeah, I thought it was just one. Yeah. Um, that's all I can think of. We had the Toronto game, which mm. Coach Mazzula said that um, was going to be most like a like an – regular season NBA game as far as I think minutes wise and like rotation mm-hmm. and some interesting things to note. So it seems like our first, I would say eight guys in the rotation are pretty, pretty locked in at this point where it's going to be Tatum, Horford, smart, white, Brown, uh, Grant, Sam Hauser, Malcolm Brogdon. And of course, when uh, there's prior to Rob coming back. And then I think the last spot, is going to be between Blake Griffin, Noah Vonley, and I think probably uh, Luke Cornett as we go big. We saw Pritchard. He did play 17 minutes last night, but a lot of that was due to Malcolm Brogdon going out with injury. Yeah. Um, and Derek White fouled out, uh, I believe, in the fourth quarter of uh, that game. So a lot of those – he didn't play at all in the first half. So I think that was a pretty telltale sign that he doesn't really look to be a part of the regular uh, rotation for this team. Which is tough, yeah. but we also kind of expect that we were just just looking at how the minutes are spread out because unless they want to go real small, and they already are much smaller than last year. I think they played Grant most of the backup, like pretty much all the backup center minutes. Yeah, um, which is already much smaller than we saw them go at pretty much any time last year, where usually it was a combination of two typical centers or a center and power forward as opposed to having a guy that's traditionally a uh, power forward. Yeah. I think, I think that, uh, Grant, Grant played pretty well. 
but he's going to have to be that backup big, you know, as you pointed out, that's the, that's the, he's going to be, have to be the guy because with Rob out, it's going to be slow, uh, a trudging, trudging along with the, the bigs. I don't think Bonley, Blake or Cornette are really going to have much of an impact to start the season. They're going to get spot minutes like they got today. I mean, not today. What two days ago was it? Thursday, maybe Friday night. Friday night. Uh, yeah, maybe Thursday, Friday. Night, I don't feel so. My days are all messed up. Same here. Yeah, but um, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna have to be that backup center. Um, uh, I'll look decent. I don't. Let me pull up the box score. Um, did did you? How much of the game did you watch? I was able to watch most of it. Um. Also, yeah, mentioning Grant, the shoe explosion. That was pretty neat. That was uh, something I feel like I haven't seen since Zion did it. Two yeah. incredible athletes. That's how that happened. Um, Top two pinnacle of their sport. And obviously, it was a preseason game. Uh, I know this is a preseason game, but Tatum getting ejected with two technicals was very strange. Like, Definitely. I get to the refs. It's like their warm-up, too, but at the same time. Why is my thing working? Um, at the same time, just very strange seeing ejection during a preseason game. Yeah, it was it was weird. And to he just said pshaw, you know, and got and that was his ejection. Yeah. Um, and then we had three technical. That was right near the end of the end of the fourth there. Um, yeah. So not ideal. Ten game. It was just very, very odd preseason game. There's also like a slippery spot, uh, a couple of slippery spots on the floor. Yeah, um, seriously. They were under issues with. So it was just a very odd game. I don't really care, obviously, that we that we didn't get the win there, but. Um, no, but it does have the same sort of flavor as the beginning of the season last year, don't you think? Like, come out of the gates hot. I mean, what did uh, Jalen Brown started? What like five of six. Yeah, Jalen Brown's bit was been great this whole preseason. I think I saw that he's second in points scored this preseason out of anyone in the NBA. Yeah. Um, I, I sort of agree with you, but at the same time, it's like it was a very weird game where it's like I don't think in an actual game that matters. I don't think Tatum's getting ejected there. Um, no. I think, and they pretty much said that if it was a regular season game, Brogdon would have been good to go. It was just like with the court conditions and that's preseason, they weren't going to um, – really test it too much yeah but i think this team's gonna take a little bit of time to really find their identity i don't think we'll get off to like a blazing start but i do think this team is going to be very good like especially like once rob comes back i know i've been saying that a lot but like just malcolm brogdon what he adds to this team is like so much of what we were missing last year like i feel we're gonna be a very complete offensive team um kind of unlike we were last year what'd you say and better defensively, you know, like the thing, something that stands out to me from the box score, Pritchard was minus 11, 0 for 5 shooting, 0 for 4 from 3. Pritchard had an awesome look at the, at the, like to win it, right? Yeah, he had a chance. And chance, uh, yeah. didn't make it. I believe tie it, right? Because they lost by three. No, but it was, it was to go up by maybe. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say, but yeah. Either way, I I think you're right in some in some respects with the D. Obviously, it's with 
a lot is contingent on Rob coming back, like pretty much at 100%. Um, yeah. This team does have a lot of defensive upside because you're placing a lot of those Peyton Pritchard minutes, where as good as Pritchard can be individually defensively, he obviously has so many shortcomings just being as small as he is, where you're placing with a guy like Malcolm Brogdon, um, who's 6'5". Yeah. <laughs> like, we're just going to have big size all around, and just the way our defense is set up, it's going to be – going to be a long night for a lot of teams um, opposing guards. Cause I mean, Brogdon's going to be the third best, I think defensive like point guard that we have in our rotation behind Derek white and Marcus smart. Like those guys, Marcus smart, obviously reigning defense player of the year. And Derek white was a guy that I think received multiple all defense votes this past year. So I mean, yeah. we have two, two great defenders to go alongside Malcolm Brogdon, I think is a plus defender. Um, for sure. And there's just going to be no, no let up for most teams opposing guards. Yeah. Regardless of who's on ball and off ball and things like that. And then your off ball defenders are Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and Grant Williams and Al Horford. Yeah, I know. We, we don't really have a bad defender in the rotation. Like once, once we get Rob back, obviously Blake's not going to be a really a plus defender. Um, he does bring a lot. Of, he does bring a different sort of defensive, like ability. You he's know? at least like somewhat switchable, which is nice. Like he's still obviously not as quick as he once was, but he can still switch onto guys and do an okay mm-hmm. job if he gets switched onto like wings. Um, oh, Sam Hauser, not really, not really a great defender, and he looks to be part of this regular rotation. It seems like Mazula really likes him. Mm-hmm. Um, but one more thing with Grant. He's not there to play defense. No, he's there there to help space the floor. Provides provides enough size where he's not going to be horrible defensively, though, and he's athletic enough. Like, he's going to be fine. Um, one more thing with Grant, I believe the deadline for him to get an extension is, like, tomorrow afternoon. I think you're right, yeah. There's something to watch for that. I, I just saw Brandon Clark got four for 52. I mm-hmm. saw Keith Smith tweet that he believes that's going to be, like, similar – but probably a little less than what Grant gets. So I think he's probably predicting like four for 60 or so um, for Grant, which, or maybe three for 45, something along that like $15 million average annual value, which I don't think would be Mm -hmm. too bad for Grant. Um, Makes me a little bit nervous because like I do like Grant, but I don't know. I just hope that he continues to, to improve as, as he has these past couple of years. Right. And to give, to give out that, I mean, I, in NBA money, it's not a huge, yeah, it's not a huge deal, but it does sort of hamstring the team going forward, especially with their uh, quest to get out of the luxury tax. Yeah, um, and the Celtics really have been known to kind of let these guys go to free agency and then um, work a deal with them. I, I think we've seen that a lot. I think the only guys, I mean, they, I think even was it, did Jalen even get a chance to go to restricted and they signed them, signed him that deal and restricted or did they signed before the season. No, I think that was, I think it was before, I think it was the season before the deadline, you know, he got. So I know, I know smart. They let him like go into restricted and then they signed him to a contract. Um, the, the, what I've seen over the, in the Danny Ainge era, there was only, um, only three guys with like in the same sort of idea. And two of them went to restricted uh, Marcus and Avery Bradley. Really? I thought it was much more than that. I thought he was one of those guys that let him wait, but I think Tatum was, 
I always thought it was like flipped where like Tatum and Rob were like the only two guys he didn't let go to to restricted. Uh, I don't. I'm not. I'm not totally sure. I just uh, hold on. Let me. Because there's really no harm. Like obviously, if it's a star player, like you've seen with DeAndre Aiden, obviously there's issues. But at the same time, it's like I get it. If I'm, if I'm a team, if I'm a team, and if I'm a player, it's like okay, well, if you're talking to Grant Williams, like if you think you can get twenty million dollars in the open market, like go ahead. We think you're very valuable. We'd love to have you for thirteen, fourteen million a year. If you can get that, if it's somewhere close, we're going to be able to match it. Um, I don't think you'd be really too offended by a guy that's like a non-star player like that. I think they both understand. And I think they would tell tell the player as much as they want him. It's like if you can get a huge bag, for, if you can have a team paying $5 million more a year um, for your talents, then you'd be dumb to turn that down. But I think Keith Smith also, point, also pointed out that uh, like $13 million and like that range – it's going to be like an MLE in a couple of years based on the way the cap's jumping. So it really probably won't be a huge deal. No. Um, no, you're right. But you, you, and then you're, you're also right. Hoping that the progression grants ability to be a sixth or seventh man on this, at this cat, this caliber of team, if he can score the basketball, like he did shoot, shoot like he did last year and play defense on the best the best wing or you or best big on your team it, that's got to be uh the reason why he's has they didn't go out and get this uh deal done you know yeah um because i think with him if he like just plays as well as he did last season which was great like i think 15 million might be a little bit of an overpay for that but if yeah. he just adds a little bit more to his game which it looks like he's trying like it looks like he's been able to do a little bit more off the dribble Looks like that's something he's really worked on. So if he's able to do that, I think that would that would be a great deal. And I get trying to lock up your future long term. And I know in the past we've always complained because we've never had those like mid-teens contracts because those are like the easiest ones to trade because you can trade them with guys that are small money or you can kind of mix them with another another contract and get acquire a big money guy if you need to like attach picks or something like that. So, but just something to look out for. We'll probably probably tomorrow at some point though it's probably not gonna happen he'll probably go to restricted yeah which is whatever it's not the end of the world like we like we said like i'm unsure about Jalen, but i know mark is smart and i know probably i know a few others they've taken on the restricted and just resigned him there so it's not like them not resigning grant means that grant's not gonna be on the team next year right right um do you have any more celtic stuff they we open up the season uh tuesday Against Philadelphia. I know. Yeah. Fuck right up on us. We have, then we got Miami on Thursday or Friday. Trying to Friday. Friday. Trying to do the like the Ooh. dates in my head. And then Orlando on Saturday. So back to back, second and third game of the season. Great. Um, I know <laughs> this is I know this is unplanned, but do you want to do like um do you want to do some like league predictions or something? Um, yeah, sure. I mean, we can go a little bit into it. I think we've seen enough of the picture of the league, um, of what we, what we can expect. What, what did you want to do? Just like where you think each team is going to finish? I think we kind of talked about it briefly a few weeks ago, but where we kind of expect the range of some teams to be. Yeah. We talked about that on the day that, um, Bill Russell died, right? 
Uh, not 100%, but I do remember us talking about it. I wasn't sure exactly which podcast we did it on. Um, what I was thinking is, like, maybe we could just throw out some, like, the top four of each, uh, the, the East and the West, and maybe, like, um, a Dark Horse MVP. Like, and we could try to pick Rookie of the Year. Um, maybe a playoff team from last year that won't make the playoffs this year. Something like along those lines. Okay. Um, I think that the the last one's easy. I think the Utah Jazz. Yeah. Yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. Maybe not the Utah Jazz day. Oh, that's um, not handcuffing me now. Yeah. Right. Um. How, you know, let's start with um rookie of the year. Who do you think it will be? Um. I hate to go with like the chalky pick, but why am I blanking? Paolo Boncaro. Um. Yeah. Like, I just thought he was going to be the most ready player. Like, I know a lot of people were saying Jabari Smith first overall, but I just thought that no matter if you, if he wants to be the better player, I thought Paulo just like he seems more NBA ready than, than Jabari Smith. Definitely. So I would, I would have to lean him. I know it's like chalk. And I feel like we talked about this last year where it's like, oh, I hate just going with the number one pick, but I feel like most of the time, like, most of the time it's going to be the best, like most ready NBA player. There's very few times where it's going to be um, a guy that's more of an upside pick at number one. Fair enough. Yeah. And I think, I think that's a safe bet. The only other guy that I think, I don't think Jabari Smith is, uh, is NBA ready. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, the other guy, the only other guy I'm thinking is uh, um, Keegan Murray. Yeah, where'd he wind up? Sacramento. And he had, he had one of the better summer leagues, preseasons. Uh, he, he, he played really well during the, the summer league. I think, um, I don't know, he like averaged like 20, 18, 19, 20 points a game could stroke it from three good rebounder quick. He's my, he, he was my pick moving forward when, um, when the dynasty basketball guys did our rookie draft, he was my uh, pick for rookie of the year at that point. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's a guy, he's a scorer and that always helps like rookie of the year, like guy go and get buckets. A lot of times, like, if you're not putting up big numbers, it's really hard to to kind of pull yourself away from the competition. You saw last year where I think Mobley was a better player, but their numbers were very, very similar across the board, he and Barnes. And yeah. it was really hard for him to stand out. So, I don't know, a guy that could put up some numbers in bunches in the bad pick. Hopefully, he just gets the opportunity in Sacramento. I know they have quite a few guys there, and they're looking – they want to be a competitive team. Yeah. But – I don't mind that. I think that's a good – that's definitely more of a sleeper pick. I like that a lot better than mine. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. So now uh, you want to – so what do you want to do next? Do you want to get first four in each conference? Yeah, let's do that, starting with the West. Starting with the West. Um, I'm going to go – I'm going to go Denver. Number one? Yeah. Do we got is are both their guys back healthy? Uh, I don't know if Jamal is completely healthy, but close enough to it, I would say. I wanted to say LA, like LA first, but then I was like, I just don't know what LA is going to be. Um, mm-hmm. 
Solid LA number two, the Clippers, not the Lakers. Lakers suck. Um, Golden State three. Yeah, I'm right. I'm writing this down. Okay, you're writing it down. Golden State three, because I just don't think they care enough to get the number one seed, but they're just going to be good enough where they're going to be able to um, still get one of those home court and one of those top seeds. Yeah. Um, and then number four, I think Minnesota. Interesting. Where I just think the Rudy Gobert effect, they're going to be a really, really good regular season team. Their defense is going to prove a whole lot. Um, I know they've had some kinks this preseason with, with how their team's been looking with Cat and Gobert on the court at the same time. But yeah. I just think that Go Gobert is such a floor raiser. I think they're going to be a really good regular season team. And I think they'll probably wind up losing to like Phoenix or Dallas if they play them in the first round of the uh, the playoffs. So, yeah. Or Memphis, one of those one of those teams where I think they're going to be right knocking on the door. Okay. Um, I don't mind that. I had I had Minnesota as fourth too. It just going quickly through my brain here. Um, so I would do uh, Clippers, Golden State. One and two. Um, three. Probably the Suns. Um, yeah. And then out of four. My Suns is a bad one. They just have, there's just so much going on with them, it feels like. It seems like so many of their players are unhappy. That's just, like, I feel nervous about it. Cause I mean, in theory, they pretty much, they pretty much have all their big guys back. Yeah. But it's just, like, I know Jay Crowder wants out. Obviously, uh, DeAndre Ayton didn't really like how they handled the situation. Right. So, that's just an interesting one. We'll see We'll see if there's some implosion there. But definitely definitely a very talented team. Yeah, they're, they're talented. But I, I think this is going to be Chris Paul's last couple seasons. Um, I think he really uh, goes all out for it. Um, this year i think he snaps devin booker into shape um i don't think devin booker is as good as we're all giving him credit for um but i think he is good enough to play with chris paul and Aiton. and and like we've already we've obviously seen them best record in the nba last year correct who the Suns? yeah or the one seed in the west at least yeah i think it would have had the best record yeah i think you're right but um, okay, we'll go with it. Um, yeah, and I just think I think Chris Paul's gonna be wrapping it up here soon, and um, gonna gonna put on a pretty, at least put put forward a decent shot at being one of the better teams in the NBA, trying to get get shaped together. Yeah, I don't know if he's gonna have much control over that. It feels like he's had injuries issues, and it feels like it's not getting any better with how as he continues to get older. But, but I mean, they're they've. I feel like Chris Paul, like similar to what I said about like Gobert, it's like a floor raiser, and he really helps like your regular season teams. Because yeah. like Chris Paul is rarely on a bad regular season team. It's just right. when he gets to playoffs, that's when it usually falls apart for him. Mm-hmm. Um. So now you want to do the Eastern Conference? Yeah. Okay. Uh. So for the East, I think Philly's gonna be the number one seed. I think they're gonna be hard for that number one spot. Mm. Um. I think Joel Embiid probably going to win MVP this year. I just think that they have a really good team. Of I think Embiid's last like four or five years has been very upset that he hasn't um, won an MVP. Right. Um, so I think he's going to put put a good season together. 
get the one seed. I think we're going to see Cleveland number two. I think Cleveland is going to be a team that's going to really go hard in the regular season. They got a bunch of young guys. Um, obviously, the addition of, uh, the addition of Donovan Mitchell. Um, I don't think they're really going to have what it takes to make it past the second round of playoffs, but I do think they're going to be a, a good regular season team. Um, third, I do think it's going to be uh, Boston. I think it might take them a little bit while, to, a little while to match, but I do think this team is ultimately extremely talented. And fourth, I have Milwaukee. Um, similar to Golden State, I really couldn't decide whether I want to put them or Boston three four, but I think both us and Milwaukee aren't going to prioritize the regular season a ton. Mm-hmm. So I think we both both those teams know that the talent level is good enough where they can compete for a championship. And if they get into a regular uh, a playoff matchup, they can beat anyone they face. So it really doesn't seating doesn't matter a, a whole lot. Okay, I like your thinking there. Um, I think uh, it's basically down to Giannis and Embiid for MVP this season. I know I have I have a dark horse, but um, but it's it's down to those two guys, and I think that. Uh, I think Milwaukee's going to be the one seed. Um, I think they're pretty uh, pissed off about losing to the Celtics last year. And I think uh, Middleton's going to play like another all-star. He's going to have another all-star level year. Drew Holiday is going to continue doing what he does. And Giannis is going to be, again, top two uh, MVP candidate. Um, So I think Milwaukee's first. I think Boston's second. I just think that they're the best team in the NBA. And the deepest outside of maybe golden state. Um, but I think it'll be hard, especially if Jalen Brown keeps playing the way he is, um, hard for them not to end up second. And then, um, third, I have Philly for all the things you said, um, Embiid's going to yeah be top, top two MVP guy again this year. Um, and then fourth, I would probably go Miami, but um, I do like your thinking on Cleveland, so I'll do that. Yeah. Um, one more thing, kind of why didn't I have Miami in there? Like, I do think the swinging of P.J. Tucker, even though, like, on both teams, he's not going to be, like, a top five player on your team. I yeah. just think, like, he's a winner. One, he's a winner, and, like, two – he can fill a lot of spots. Like if you have guys missing and during the regular season, like that's especially huge because mm-hmm. like he's going to be able to play some backup center minutes for Philly. He's going to be able to play yeah. at the four alongside and be, be able to space court with corner threes. Like, I just think he fits really well on Philly's team. He's really going to help them as a regular season team. I think it just hurts the depth of Miami because that's pretty much like they didn't really get anyone new this year. All they did was lose PJ Tucker, which I think obviously hurts them a little bit. Um, I don't know. But Butler, I don't know if he can continue improving. It seems like that team has kind of stalled out a little bit. Yeah, and I mean I hate that team, but they're still gonna win games. Yeah, that's what they I think they're they're gonna be probably like a five seed. I don't think they're gonna be far from it. Um five, six, depending on if the Nets are actually good or not. And that's yeah. that's one where it's like they could the Nets could easily be a top four seed, but I just don't trust them enough. Yeah. I hear you. No, I agree. Um, I don't. I don't trust either of those teams. No, I mean Miami or 
Brooklyn at all. Um, okay, so a team to make the playoffs that wasn't in the playoffs last year could be either conference. Um, what team do I really like their additions they had last year? Atlanta was technically in as the eight seed, right? Are you kind of like not making the play? I know they they like slid in, right? They won. Yeah. Gotta look. They so were, are you counting playing teams or no? Sure. Uh, we'll, yeah, we'll count those as missing the playoffs. Like Okay, so if you were playing but didn't make the actual, like, final eight teams? Yeah. Yeah, because Atlanta's the team I thought got a lot better, but obviously. Um, yeah. That doesn't really work. I'm trying to think about teams that made big improvements. I'm just going to try and eliminate some teams. So I know that the Spurs aren't going to make it. Yep. I don't believe that the Magic are there yet. Um, yep, you're right. They're not. So I, I'm, I'm, I think my choice is going to be Sacramento. Sacramento is my pick too. Yeah, I think that's what I'm going to go with is Sacramento. I was trying to like do it in my head. It seems like a lot of teams out west are probably going to try and tank. And it mm-hmm. seems like – but then also I don't know who falls out of this playoffs from last year. New Orleans was the AC last year, and they got Zion. Like, I don't know. There's going to be one team that drops a stinker. Oh, Utah is obviously going to follow. Okay, so, yeah. Never mind. I was just looking over Utah. Yeah, so I think they could uh, – Sacramento could take that Utah spot. Uh-huh. It's both of it. Because I would even say that even in the East, like, I don't think – that I think the Nets are still going to make the playoffs. I don't think Chicago is going to get that much worse. Um, I mean, tech, you could say Cleveland. Cleveland would be the obvious one for me, I guess. Yeah. Because they didn't make it. They were, like, the seventh seed all year, and they – went two and out in the playing games right um looking at that i'd probably lean cleveland over sacramento but i think those are probably the two teams that are going to make the playoffs that didn't make it last year i think that we i think that the bulls are going to be bad um lonzo has no definite return table um they're they're banking on demar Derozan to play at a all and all NBA caliber again for an entire season at what age 33? Yeah. Olds DeRozan. Yeah, that's what I was penciling in for the team to miss it. Because I was looking, I looked yeah, at Brooklyn, and I was like, I think Brooklyn's in. I think Toronto stays in. I think Miami stays, obviously. Um, yeah. And I was like, Chicago's probably the one that's going to slide out. And I think Cleveland's going to slide in somewhere. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I kind of agree. Vucevic, he's getting older. Like, he didn't really look that great a lot of last year. Um, 33, Yeah, Vucevic, I feel like, is always – I always think he's older than he actually is. My mind, he was, like, mid-30s, but it's because he's slow. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think the Bulls, they, they have – a lot of their core is starting to kind of age out of their prime. Mm-hmm. Although Patrick Williams – should be back this year, but I don't know how much of an impact he's going to make on like overall winning and losing. So yeah, I think the yeah. Bulls are probably the team that slides out a little bit. They'll probably be a nine, 10 seed. And I think Cleveland's the team that slides in in the East. 
Okay. Well, that didn't go as what as I expected because we both had the same teams. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of tough. It just like that's the one that just makes the most sense. Yeah. I mean, I we I could have great opinions. I don't, yeah, I don't know. absolutely. We're just smart, two smart fellows. Two fat smellers. Exactly. Um, okay, so we have the same picks there. How about a dark horse MVP candidate? A dark horse MVP candidate. Um, just based on what I said, I'd probably say Donovan Mitchell. Okay. Because I don't know how dark horse that is, but just like if they are want to be, if they do want to be in that two seed, and he's their leading score, averaging like twenty five a game, like five assists. Like mm-hmm. I think a lot of people would could possibly lean lean him MVP. Obviously, he's not my favorite, but I do think that there's opportunity for him if he if Cleveland is as good as I think they might be. Yeah, I think I think he's a he's a good pick. Um, I mean, he was the. Uh... He was the lead guy in Utah, but um, now he's surrounded by a more sort of diverse cast of of teammates, some younger fellows out there, um, and just a sort of different different uh, different role, you know. Um, yeah, I do think some people did have that debate on who's the better player between he and Gobert, and I feel like that might not be as much of a case in Cleveland. Like I know obviously Garland, uh, Mobley and, and uh, Jared Allen are very talented guys, but maybe they're not seeing that same light. They're not guys that have been perennial all-stars, perennial all-NBA guys like Gobert was. Yeah. So I don't know, like, a lot of it is narrative driven. So maybe, maybe the narrative helps him like Cleveland will be a more fun upstart team that people are like rooting for. Right. Yeah. We'll see. I think, I think that's a decent pick. Mine is, um, Oh, Anthony Edwards. Um, I think yeah. If Minnesota, if Minnesota is like a top three team, and Anthony Edwards is out there scoring 26, 27 points a game, he can be the MVP. Yeah, because as much as we've liked to like, and we've kind of talked about get uh, cat like, we thought he was going to be kind of the guy. He was the guy that's made an all. He made an All NBA team. What like a second or third year in the league. Yeah. Or yeah, but. It Most just seems players. like Anthony Edward is the guy that's the gonna be the star. Like he just has that star vibe to him more than Cat does. Yeah. And I do think that, like you said, like same reasoning with Donovan Mitchell, they're gonna be a team that's gonna kind of be a team that really hasn't had this past success, and all of a sudden they're gonna be a very successful team near the top of the division. Um, you have this fun young upstart guy that I think a lot of people are gonna want to root for. Um, I think yeah. that's a great pick. I think yeah, I think I think he's. And he's going to be like, like John Morant last year, you know, like the, yeah. the that is the most fun player to watch every single night that he plays, you know, like, and if, uh, if, if Memphis was a higher seed last year, and if, um, I mean, if Embiid and Jokic didn't play at the insane level that they played last year, he would have been a top two, three MVP guy, you know? Yeah. It's so all about think, the year. I mean, it's just yeah, a lot of it's yeah. luck, just like lucking into a year where there's a lot of comp, lucking or luck, lucking into a year there's not really any competition for MVP, or yeah. if there's like narratives that, that get stale with certain players, like it just it helps. It's weird, right? And so maybe, and if if that that's the case this year moving forward, then Anthony Edwards has a decent shot at it. You know, 
I mean, like they're the the guys that are always on Bleacher Report, House of Highlights, shit like that. It's always going to be on these things, and those are the guys that that normally win that normally win MVP. You know, the guys with publicity, with a little bit of the razzle dazzle, um, fan favorites, things like that. Yeah. Um, so did you have any other predictions you wanted to try, try to go for? Let's predict the record Celtics record. And then that'll be record. Yeah. Um, I think that, I think they finish 50 and 32. 50 and 32. Last year they finished 51 and 31 for reference. Mm -hmm. They're the number two seed. So I projected, I told, I said they were going to be the three seed this year. So I was like, I think they'll finish right about the same. Okay. Yeah. I think they go 54 and 28. Okay. As the two seed. Um, I think, uh, I think Milwaukee has a chance to win 60 games. I think Philly has a chance to win 60 games. I think the Celtics have a chance to win 60 games, but I think 54 is pretty pretty decent um that would be that's what i'm thinking i think 30 wins is i mean 30 losses is uh the 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 most that could happen yeah so you think at worst they're 52 and 30 yeah i just think it might take them a little slow start to get ready uh start the season i think they're gonna kind of take it easy at times, I think they're it's getting Rob in there, get Rob back to 100% might take a little bit. So I'm just being a little, little kind of cautious of, of my prediction. I just think it might take them a little while. And like 50 wins is by no means. Um, yeah, it's not chump change. It's not easy yeah. to do. But no, so, so I get that. I understand they have, they easily have the talent to do that. I just think they might not go as hard as they went last year. I think. Adoka was also a guy that played Tatum and Brown really heavy minutes. Yeah. And I, I don't know if Mazzula is going to be the guy. I think he's going to probably go with a more typical uh, rotation and that will probably lead to more losses. Like you don't have your star players playing quite as much during games. And so that means you probably lose some of the close games you might've won. If that was, if they were playing 40, as opposed to 36 minutes a game or 35 minutes a game. Okay. Fair enough. But, I, okay. I can get behind that too. Um, your fantasy team dynasty kind of sucked eggs this week, didn't it? Uh, yeah, I traded everybody. Yeah, you lost to me. That's always a great sign. Yeah, not great. I'm winning it all just with my squad. I trust my boys. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other one, I, I I lost because my players stopped scoring points, which is never good. Uh, yeah, last week I beat you by. Point eight two right. That right. was bullshit. Yeah, point zero eight. You mean point right? zero? Yeah, point zero eight. That was bullshit. That was because I literally was like, oh, as long as Travis Kelsey doesn't score 33.6 I'll I'll win. Right. And he scored exactly thirty three point six. Because even if he scored thirty three point five, it would have won by like two tenths or two one hundredths of a point. Yeah. So that was kind um, of bullshit. That was, and it kept me at um. At five and zero, oh, and I'm gonna be six and zero oh now. And um, I'm gonna to drop to three and three in that league, and I'm gonna have the most points scored, which is cool. That is really cool. 
Yeah, I love that. You you have the most points scored by like a, a lot. Uh, by like twenty right now over Skyler. So as long as I I'm projected to score one thirty one, how much and Skyler's projected score one seventeen. So yeah, so I'm gonna keep that. So yeah, I'm gonna be the number one point score in the league and be three wow. and three, which is sick. That is sick. Man. Um, so that's cool. Um, my Bills won. Yep, that was a fun game to watch. Last minute touchdown by uh, Josh Allen to Dawson Knox. That was nice to see. Um, mm-hmm. And then the only other thing I really have going on, I watched Halloween Ends. You know, it's October, so I'm trying to get all my scary movies in. That was sure. horrible. I could imagine. The it's new just Halloween. Horrible. Dude, but it's like, it's not even like bad like you think it's bad. Like, it's not just Michael Myers just running around killing him with, like, no plot whatsoever. Like, that's bearable. Like, that's what you kind of go in for. Like, just try to get scared. Yeah, that's what's last thing about. It wasn't scary. Like, they just, like, had this whole, like, side plot. And in the very end, they just try to bring it back to, like, Michael Myers and uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. And it's like, okay, this just didn't make any sense. I wasn't scared at all. This was just really stupid. Like, Just like and Michael Myers was like got his ass kicked by just a nerd and it, it, it was just stupid. It was really bad. Um, I do not suggest anyone watch that movie. It's <laughs> one of the worst movies. I can't tell. I'm I might need to rewatch Texas Chainsaw Massacre because I need to decide which one's the worst movie from this year. There was a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie this year. Yeah, it was bad. They released it in like June. It didn't make any sense. It's like if you're gonna release a horror movie, you gotta release it in like September, October. Yeah. Yeah, close to close to spooky season, but I don't know. That was bad. It was real bad. Yeah. So that was really disappointing. I was actually like I wasn't excited for it. I didn't expect it to be great, but I also didn't expect it to be that bad. That stinks. I expect it to be bad and like just stupid and like people getting murdered a lot, like entertaining, but it just wasn't entertaining. Yeah. Bad movies suck it's really bad wasting your time and like not being interested by anything well it just really sucks when like you're expecting a movie to go a certain way like i love slashers like even though they're bad like i'll watch old slashers the problem was it wasn't a slasher Mm -hmm. like it just really wasn't like it wasn't like your typical they tried to get too fancy with it yeah that sucks that's all i have fair enough all right you want to make you want to let's let's make something happen here, Matt. I, I don't know. My teams are both perfect. I don't know what you're talking about. Your teams are both perfect. Yeah, they're both incredible teams. Like I said, I'm leading scoring one team, and I'm I'm on the rise. Yeah, keep team team, team camaraderie. Holy shit, words are tough tonight. Um, mm-hmm. No, I, I like my team. Okay. I don't have any old players, and I don't want to like. I'm not ready to like try and go all in yet, but I'm also don't have any old players I want to sell off. So I'm in a very weird spot right now. So I'm just hanging on to my guys till I decide which direction my team needs to go. I think my oldest oldest player is Josh Allen. Yeah. He's 26. Debo's 26. My tight ends don't really count because I don't really include them on my team. Uh, Cortland Sutton's 27, but I see your point. Yeah, your team's in a better position than mine is, and I made it to the championship game last year. 
Um, you, know, you went all in last year. You made big trades and big moves, and then I trade away all my guys first year when everyone was kind of trying to – because last year everyone was even, where everyone was like trying to win year one, and then I started out like 0-4, so I just traded my team. Yeah. And now I'm in a good position in the future where it's like I just got assets over assets over assets. Like mm-hmm. I have your first next year. I have, I have all my picks. I have Zach's second. Yeah. I have Skyler's third. I have Ian's first next year. Zach's second next year. Skyler's second next year. So I got a couple of years where I still have other people's picks as well that I can use for leverage. I think next year I'll probably go all in. Yeah. I'd like my pick back, please. Um, I don't know if you have anyone that I really want for it. It's going to be 101, too. So Yeah. <laughs> I'm probably not going to trade that. I'm going to get like 101 and like 104, 103. So, yeah. That'd be cool. So, I need you to keep losing. I need, I need you to keep losing because I need. Well, I will keep losing. But you have if... no motivation to lose, which is weird. No, I know. I don't have any motivation to lose, but I have to lose. You know, you're like. It's not good enough to like win. Right. You're, you're like the Nets from a few, like the old brooke lopez nets yeah because even i need then, I, need, I, need to, I need to add me a d low to this team so and where's ian at yeah i mean he's two and three he's yeah he beat me as well yeah he beat me that's because i accidentally <laughs> forgot to take out kyle pitts it wasn't the only reason i think he won by more than that but yeah um yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to get something together with Zeke, but it's not moving very quickly. Um, that was stupid. Last week, I scored the second most points in the league, and I didn't start Kyle Pitts, but I lost to the guy that had the most points in the league. Right. So I had a good week. It was stupid. I hear you. Yeah, the week before, I lost to Ian C. My team just sucked ass. But – um, no, I probably won't make any trades unless it really seems smart for me. I might want to start trading away my Broncos guys because I have a lot of them. So maybe yeah, I'll do. maybe I'll think about trading away a Bronco. Maybe I'll think about trading away Michael Carter because he's in a weird spot. I don't really know what the why the Jets drafted running backs like back to back years with like relatively high picks. Yeah, two second round guys. Yeah. So I don't know. I might I might make some moves because I have some guys where it just doesn't make sense. But I have a ton of them. I said I really only have Cortland Sutton and uh Yeah, but he's not like a receiver. For some reason, I thought I had another receiver on the Broncos. I, I want Devontae from you. No, he's good. He'll be good in like two years when he's healthy again. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to wheel and deal him. Yeah, but no, my team, my team's looking up. I guess I guess some old guys I'll think about doing, but you can't touch any of my young boys. Okay. Okay. I'll keep looking. Okay. Well, I will talk to you next week, pal. Sounds good. I'll see you then. Yeah. Peace. Bye.